Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Be a part of Going In Raw today at Patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Starting at $1 a month, you can enjoy Going In Raw ad-free, gain access to the daily 30-minute Going In Raw post-show, exclusive merchandise, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description. Boys and girls, this is the Undisputed Era. Adam Cole, Kylo Riley, Roderick Strong, and you're listening to Going In Raw, baby. What's up, it's your girl, Sasha Banks, the legit boss, that you are watching Going In Raw. You like that? This is Shayna Baszler, and you're watching Going In Raw. What's up? This is the most must-see WWE superstar of all time and his lovely, gorgeous wife. Marie. <laughs> and you are going in SmackDown Live. This is the glorious one, Bobby Roode, and you're watching Going In Raw. Hey, guys, this is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. What's up? It's the moonwalking, trash-talking princess of Staten Island. I want to remind you all that Mela is money, and you're watching Going In Raw. Hey, this is Shinsuke Nakamura. Shinsuke watching Going In the Raw. This is the knockout artist, Cassius Ono, and you're Going In Raw. Hey, Randall Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson and available wherever fine podcasts are. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and the notify bell next to it to make sure you're always getting your new Going In Raw notifications. It's very, very important you do that because uh, the community tab on Mondays, Fridays, during these news, news news episodes that we're doing. News. Um, uh, I post question threads there and on the Twitter. Oh, yes. At Real Going In Raw. But uh, so, yeah. And throughout the week, I like to post polls. Sometimes they're very serious to find out your opinion on shows. programming and shows. And other times they're not so serious. It's stuff like uh, crossing streams and fast food uh, meals. Oh, yay yeah. or nay. That kind of stuff. Yay. So make sure you do that for lunch today. Uh, what do you want to do? Uh, Which two fast foods? That sounds horrible. Think about it. Taco Bell. Okay. And Immediately you're off to a bad start. McDonald's. Oh. <laughs> I think it's the two closest oh, places. Oh, God. I can feel my heart seizing up on me right now as we speak. Or five guys in Taco Bell. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever have five guys again. I had Carl's it once. Junior in Taco Bell. I had it once, and I had to go back to the to five guys, and I looked at the person making the burgers, and I said, "You are too much." Um, so, anyways, ooh, Carl's Junior in El Pollo Loco. <laughs> How about El Pollo? No. How about Del Taco and Arby's? They're not nearby, though. Well, well yeah, it's a more of an adventure. Um, so anyways, we are there. We are also uh, on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. We have a variety of reward tiers, starting with the $1 tier, which gets you access to the Going In Raw Discord group. It's a fun, fun community. And uh, uh, we're also you also get the show ad-free, completely ad-free. Um, today's a bit different. I, I, I'm, I hope we can do it ad-free. It might be a little bit late because Comcast... Still talk, doing work. Talk about being too much. Comcast is down the street, and they're they're making it more but better. But in the well, meantime, hopefully, hopefully, well, that's what they say. They're doing all these upgrades. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, in the, in the meantime, there's a huge downgrade to no internet. I mean, we're as good as living in the 1880s over here, man. Basically, look at this. We got 
<laughs> We've got paper. paper. We've got paper. Too much. These laptops are just are just set dressing pretty much. Dude, I'm telling you. And I got to look for other news stories or updates on my phone. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. I'm not texting. I'm not on Twitter. Definitely not ideal. No. Um, but, you know, Monday, because we, we were told we were given. The, yeah, at least we're given advance warning. So that's cool. Our advance warning was some dude's business card like shoved through our door or on our like little door handle thing with uh, on the back scrawled in in like quill <laughs> pen it was like internet will be worked on uh eight to nine no, it was like a ransom letter <laughs> that'd be funny <laughs> yeah. if they cut out letters from the mag- <laughs> magazines and and glued it on a right on a piece of a and paper. of course here's the thing of course the the window that they're going to be working on the internet and thus the internet being down um when he when he you know he said this is when it's going to be it was always like 30 minutes before we go live so i think yesterday it was supposed to be up until 10 and today was supposed to be up till like 10 30 or 11. Well, yesterday was supposed to be till 10 30. okay I think today was supposed to be till 11. okay or yeah something like that. so it's like around an hour to a half hour to an hour before we go live so it's like okay cool that's if everybody does their job right which I'm not saying they're not doing their job right. Yeah. That's if everything goes to plan, which yeah. it never does. I'll put it that yeah. way. I'll put it that way. Assuming then that things are off. I was going to say, they might be taking their lunch break soon, so. Um, might get internet for us just so we can. Oh, for the lunch break? Yeah. I don't know, man. They'll probably just keep it off for probably. the lunch break. <laughs> this whole area. What do they care? Including my house. They don't care. They're not fans of going in or off. No you don't know that. I don't know. Maybe they're maybe, maybe they, they probably don't even know our office is here. Probably a good point. So, anyways, uh, yeah, we're on the Patreon, and then also uh, just uh, this morning, last night actually, I, I made it live. But this morning, I put up a video that a lot of you saw because I've already gotten like a bunch of orders for this. Uh, I'm trying to clean up my garage, and uh, in doing so, I realized that I still have boxes and boxes, 750 copies. I speculated. Wow. Well, the cool thing is, here's the good thing. I originally, 10 years, 12 years ago, I ordered 2,000 of these things. And so I've sold 1,250. Now bad. about 60 more because uh, I put up my graphic novel from 2006 uh, and I added like a little sticker and a pinup. It's now on the Frendo market. Here's, I got a little image here from the Frendo market. There's my idiot face uh, holding the comic book. It's called Video. That's a weird but do you like that? You like that comic book? Yeah, it's like okay. It. It's yeah, all right. It's good. It was good. Yeah, I enjoyed it's, it. It's okay. Uh, you get a little Friendoville sticker, and then you get this pin. I mean, way to sell your work, man. Ah, oh, you know, all right. It is what it is. At least say something positive. I don't like. About I don't like. It. I don't like selling myself on stuff. I'd rather people buy it out of pity because I hate it. Oh, all right. <laughs> than me try to say here. I'm trying to clean up my garage. Donate essentially donate twenty dollars. How much? I don't know how much you're talking. Yeah, it's twenty bucks. Yeah, donate twenty dollars. Help Steve clean out his garage. Well, here's my thing. I really love the Friendoville sticker. That alone is worth like twenty bucks to me. It's, well, it's not holographic. And the pinup's cool too. If it were holographic, I'd agree with you. Ooh, that's not a bad idea. Yeah, all like, our stickers going forward should just be holograms. I mean, that's not a bad idea. Um, so yeah, it's up there at Friendo Market right now. Check it out or not. Do it's 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 a oh, good read. I read yeah. it. I read it. I yeah, read it years okay. ago. I think my wife read it. She didn't understand it. That's cool though. She's not gonna lie to me. She's like, yeah, it's cool. Whatever. I don't. I don't know. It's cool that you did it. I think that's her her approach. It's cool that I did something. You know. Anyways, uh, yeah, buy it or don't. What do I care? It's there. Friendo market. Buy it. Oh, and I say that, and I don't see any cut of the money. This is all Steve's money, but... Yeah, it's all my money, man. It's all his money, but... i got to pay for my family to go to Europe next year, man. It's true. Yeah. So this is the helping Steve clean out his garage slash, slash go to his sister's wedding fund. my sister's wedding. Where are you getting married? Are you going to do it downtown? No. I'm going to go to a castle in Scotland. Awesome, Monica. You know I've got like a million stepkids, so that's great. Yeah, that flight alone is going to be expensive. I know. I've got Hopper. I've got the Hopper app. Oh, I had that for a while. Yeah. Did it help you? Mm-mm. No. Great. That's awesome. Oh, shit. What did I use it for? Oh, when we went on vacation last year. Mm-hmm. Did you, did you like, uh, because I'm sort of half paying, I'm, I'm paying attention to it, but I'm not like living or dying by it. I'm sort of expecting to pay a lot more than it's saying, but uh, I'm, you know, hopefully, hopefully I can, I can afford it. If not, credit cards. Yeah, Anyways. let's worry about it later. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Pay for it now, worry about it later. <laughs> make more money, make another comic book later. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Anyways, talking about, uh, oh, and then the first 100 orders, I forgot to mention this. We're already at order like number 60, I think. Uh, order number, uh, I've got about 100 
in 20, I think, or 110 of these postcards, these original postcards uh, that you guys get if, if you get in the first 120. Give me more of the T-shirts. No, but I'll probably put those up at some point. That's a good idea. You know, there's bootleg shirts of those. People Say are what? boot the the shoot your TV read comics. Yeah, they're like on Redbubble and shit. Like oh, people are out there making bootleg you shoot better. your TV read comic shirts with the same font. No, they don't know what font it is. Oh. And I'm not going to say it. Yeah, don't say it. It'd be even more bootleg. Exactly. If you take down notices, that's your it's idea. Just, it's just weird. I mean, I would imagine that it was people who have seen uh, our programming over the past eight oh, years. Yeah. Or there's that one picture of uh, the dude from Atmosphere. That has your shirt on, yeah. What's his name? Slug? Something like that. That has my shirt yeah, on. Yeah, I remember I saw an issue of Spin Magazine. I, yeah. And I texted you. I said, oh, this is pretty incredible. This dude's got your shirt on. It's pretty neat. But then I let the people bootlegging my shit. Yep. I'm just I'm just trying to make a little. I'm making a dollar Steve and a cent. Steve's trying man. to make a dollar and cent. That's all I'm trying business. to do. Exactly. Anyways. Uh, someone else trying to make a dollar and cent in this business. The USA Network. And yeah. And apparently they're tired of uh, Raw with his ratings. Going down the toilet, <laughs> sucking up the uh, the ratings of their uh, follow-up program like Unsolved, The Sinner, and The Purge. You know what USA told... Uh, Isn't that what the show... It was Unsolved, right? Uh, oh, yeah, man. That was good. I that saw was it, on, I saw no, that was on TNT. That wasn't USA. Yeah, I was on USA. Yeah, I was on USA. That's right. Yeah, you're right. Why yeah, and it's on right on after TNT? Raw. That's so weird. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. I loved it. I need to watch it. You should stuff. watch it. I really do. You know what USA told uh, uh, WWE about uh, how long Raw goes? They said, it is too, too much. much. So this is from Fightful.com. This is their story. Exclusive, I believe. Quote, Fightful.com has learned that WWE Monday Night Raw has a hard out time of 11 p.m. Eastern as opposed to the soft end time they've been enjoying since the 90s. Of course, from the Attitude Era, they would try to get upper hand on WCW by going over their time slot. Yeah. We're told this will begin with next Monday's edition of Raw will continue for the foreseeable future. A source close to the situation indicated this is likely a USA Network call. And the Wrestling Observer uh, newsletter had a little bit more on it. Said this decision came after the second lowest watched third hour in the modern history of the show. In theory, this may help the overall rating slightly. Most weeks, maybe one hundredth of a ratings point. Because the third hour... Did you add that or is that Meltzer? This is all Meltzer. Okay. Right? This is direct. Because the third hour is the lowest rated hour of the show almost every week, but sometimes the overrun goes up because some fans know to tune out in the third hour and come back at 11 for the show closing angle. Plus, you get the people who tune in for the show that is up next and kind of a double dip. Historically, the overrun would be the highest rated part of the show, but that's no longer the case. Uh, this is... I mean, that's a good first step, cutting the overrun. They should cut the whole third hour. There's another hour to excise from the show. <laughs> yeah, Maybe the you'll see hour. the ratings go up. Yeah, it's, 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 it's an endurance test to watch all three hours of Raw. It, it is. It really and is. And I'm happy they decided to cut 10 minutes off because sometimes at 11 o'clock, I'm like, oh, gosh, I just want to go to bed. I'm so I tired. I know. Well, here's the thing. When the main event starts at uh, uh, 10, 10, Eastern 10, yeah, 10 53, you know, and they're still walking down the oh ramp. Gosh, we're gonna have a 15 minute overrun, right? So, this is this is a good first step, but do you think this is actually gonna increase ratings? No, there well, will be almost... maybe of the programming that's following Raw, yeah, maybe, but there because, will be. I mean, I haven't seen Unsolved or The Sinner or The Purge, I've heard good things about Unsolved and The, the Sinner, yeah, I haven't watched The Purge at all, I, mean, I don't know anybody who has. So it's good. I have no idea. I haven't heard any like buzz around. Yeah, but USA is definitely getting into the original programming business. I've heard good things about between Center, all yeah. those, Mister Robot. Um, so uh, if they think there's more benefit to them as a network to focus less on wrestling, even though they just paid a crap ton of money to WB for Raw, mm-hmm. uh, and then you know make sure that the original program gets this full hour that's allotted to it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean. If they I'm doesn't tell- necessarily speak to a great deal of confidence in the current state of, of Raw, though. Let me ask you something. If they went, and I know, I know. Here's the thing. I understand that, you know, a th- the third hour of Raw would probably do better than anything else USA puts you in that hour. Think so? Well, given that, I mean, the only thing still to this day, even though Raw's ratings are going down. The only thing that beats it is sports and news, I know. which traditionally always gets blockbuster ratings. Yeah. And so if they were to put an extra hour of, you know, or if they if they were to create a new original series and put it there, I mean, if it was like a huge ratings grab, then maybe. But like if they just added more Crisley to the hour, 
I don't think that would really do as good as like an extra hour of Raw. Yeah. But that being said, I don't know how the monetary metrics would work, but I would think if Raw got cut back to two hours, wouldn't that wouldn't you would think that would increase ratings for the for that two hour block? You would think right? so. I mean, it's the first two hours as it is that does better than the third. Because out of necessity, I think I honestly think out of necessity, creative would get better. They would have to pack more in those yeah, two hours, I mean, as we see with SmackDown. Yeah, exactly. Like SmackDown is a creative. very enjoyable be show. More creative with how you interweave stories to get more people involved. The two hour NXT UKs are great too. <laughs> well, you're just watching two one I, I know. two one hour program. I know, but still, they're distinct. So are we'll they? See. Are they really though? Are kind they really? of. Are they really? So we'll see how this. If this is going on for the foreseeable future, how it affects the writing on Raw, probably not a lot because they still have 180 minutes to deal with. Losing 10 minutes and it can make a huge difference. I really. They're going to cut one really, segment from the show. They'll cut one recap from the show. No, they won't. They'll cut a segment. <laughs> they'll cut an actual segment. They'll cut an actual segment. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, man. I don't know. I. I. I it's hard to believe this is going to do much. Like for ratings, but well, it I mean, is. Melser says uh, the the slight increase in ratings. We're talking one one hundredth of a rating point. Well, where does he get that from, though? No, I, mean, I think it's just Nesbitt, man. Okay, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's that's that sounds about right, though. Like minimal, yeah, minimal. But like you said, no, I, I agree with you. This is a good first step. Mm-hmm. It's a good first step mm-hmm. in in probably a, a couple necessary steps. Yes. Look, and we, we've said it before. I've said it a million times. It's funny because like I'll listen, I've, I've listened like, especially this past week, I'm not going to name any names, but I've listened to a couple of podcasts out there and like we, we really do try to focus on the positive. We try even the stuff that's crap. Mm-hmm. We, we try to take either a comedic spin on it or try to make it positive. We try to see the good in it. We try to give constructive criticism, not mm-hmm. just crap on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is a lot to like in the rest of WWE's program. Oh yeah. I mean, they put out a lot. By no means should anybody endeavor to be a completist. We're completists. By uh, nature of our jobs. With WWE, by nature of our jobs. If we don't cover something, we're going to have a lot of people saying, why aren't you covering this? Um, And so, you know, the fact is we're not working eight-hour days on anything other than this. So it's it's totally fine to do that, and and we enjoy doing it. Um, That being said, Raw, like you said, is a chore to get through. It is a chore to get through. So it is kind of nice that we're having that there's a hard 11 p.m. Yes, 10 fewer minutes of chore to deal with. Yeah. Um, speaking of something else, someone else has apparently been a chore. Yeah, what is this all about? This Braun is, uh, Strowman. Yeah, apparently, this is from uh, PW Insider Elite. Elite, and it says... Uh, Transcript from Cage Side Seats. Thank you. Uh, one of the things... So who is this? It's Mike Johnson. Mike Johnson, okay. One of the things that I heard from multiple people, we're talking four different people, there are times where Strowman is negligent when it comes to showing up on time. He has a reputation at times for leaving a little early, and sometimes he makes mistakes in terms of etiquette in the backstage in the locker room. Sometimes, as one person put it, he's his own worst enemy and his own worst advocate. They would be high on him, and just when he gets to the point where you think the next step is putting him into the centerpiece position for the company, something happens and he makes some sort of misstep backstage, and people within management kind of cool on him, and they take a step back. Maybe he is going to be Big Show 2.0, because that was the same kind of stuff that we would hear with Big Show. He didn't... That was all just sort of rumors, like he would get kicked down to developmental. Yeah, because he was out of shape. He was out of shape. His work ethic wasn't great. Yeah. And look at him. He's, I've always sort of seen him as the Shaq of, sort of Shaq less of of the WWE, a guy who could coast on what he already just naturally brought to the table. Mm -hmm. But because he didn't put in the extra effort, I mean, look, Shaq's going to go down as one of the all-time greats. Yeah. Like, he's absolutely. And that's 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 just a testament to, man, how dominant that guy was. Oh, yeah, he yeah, could the, the natural ability he possessed. Big Show could have gone down as one of the all-time greats. He oh, could yeah. have been up there, and I'm not sure about Andre, Andre the Giant territory, but he could have made a push for Andre the Giant territory. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, because he was so inconsistent throughout the years, and any, like, anybody would kill to have a Big Show career. Oh, yeah. But that Surefire Hall said, of Famer. He could have been so much more, yeah, I yeah, feel. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, given what we're reading here, man, I don't know. Because we were just talking about the Roman Reigns situation when he was ducking. You know, when he had to leave because to fight cancer, I was like, okay, I wonder if now Braun seems like he's going to be stepping in the leadership position. That seems to be in question at this point. Assuming this is true. Assuming it's true, but four people are saying that. That's true. That's a good point. I don't know. 
can't remember who, but didn't we hear that someone else within the last few years got some heat because they were leaving shows early? Yeah. But I can't recall who it was. Give me a second, I'll tell you. But what's interesting, too, is more often than not, Braun's in the main event segment, you know? Or so it seems. A lot of, a lot of times he is. Crap, I'm really trying to put my finger on it now. But I'm not imagining it. That this happened You're so not much. imagining it, no. At some other point. Somebody was leaving early. Ah, that's got in trouble. I mean, if we had internet, I'd look. Yeah. So that's a bummer if this is true, because Braun really does seem like he should be the guy... To take over the top spot on while the, Roman yeah. is out. Yeah. Based on his connection with the crowd. On the other hand, you have to kind of appreciate that uh that that he's not being given preferential treatment just because of the fact that he, you know, when he's on camera he he does really well with the crowd. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, if if you're not gonna be a backstage leader, when you're being put in a position, I, I actually kind of believe that's one of the reasons, one of several reasons, or one of many reasons that Roman Reigns was given the push he was given. Oh, everybody respected him. Everybody respected him. Mm -hmm. Everybody in the back could count on him. Like, you can't... That's the kind of... And that's. I think it's also why people open their eyes when you when you hear Dolph Ziggler paying. How much is Dolph, Dolph Ziggler? He's been there forever. I will guarantee you he's one of those guys backstage that is needed oh, because be. of all this talent coming in to show them the ropes. I, NXT can only do so much. Mm -hmm. I would think mm -hmm. you have a steady hand like Dolph Ziggler, and that's why they're going to pay him so much. Yeah. You know? Uh, cage side seats this morning. They had, uh, speaking of locker room leaders, I'll mention this because I thought it was kind of funny. Um, I guess Cody, it must have been when Cody and the Young Bucks and Kenny were on Jericho's podcast and the Jericho Cruise, and they were talking about uh, backstage leaders and how you don't really appoint yourself a backstage leader. You mm -hmm. have to carry yourself like yeah, one. Sure, People yeah. respect you. And I guess there was some meeting backstage where CM Punk was saying, as a leader of the locker room, um, and they both said, you know, if anybody says, I'm the locker room leader, they're not the locker room leader. <laughs> and so they were just making fun of CM Punk saying, as a leader of the locker room, uh, you guys got to pick up your garbage and stuff here. And apparently yeah. Booker T just went and dumped a bunch of garbage on the floor. Oh, my God. That's great. I didn't hear that. I, maybe I didn't get through the whole podcast. Oh, I, didn't, I, I just read it on Cage Side Seats. That's the, hilarious. And that's hilarious. That is. I thought that was so funny. That is great. Um, yeah, this is, I mean, it, it, it's interesting. It's it's one of those things where it's like, I guess some of it makes sense, you know, now. In, yeah, yeah, yeah. In hindsight, now, you know, I mean, even going just back a week ago to Crown Jewel. Yes. It kind of, it, it makes some amount of sense. Um, oh, here we go. This, this is this is a quote. Um, Cody says, and it worked with a certain demo of the locker room, but there was one meeting where Booker T was in the room and Punk hit the, as the locker room leader, I'm telling you guys all to pick up your trash. And Booker literally threw his trash on the floor and said, he's not telling me to pick up my trash. <laughs> they had this whole interaction. So Glenn Jacobs, who was the actual locker room le leader, right? Uh, well, like, oh. Uh, and then Jericho says, yeah, if Kane tells me to pick up the trash, I pick up the trash. If CM Punk tells me to pick up the trash, go F yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. That's so awesome. That's hilarious. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, and, and conversely, you know, uh, I don't think we're really talking about it today because uh, whatever. What? Uh, the the murmur, the rumblings that there are huge plans for Drew yeah, there's going that. forward. And then also in the newsletter, they said there's program with Brock going forward that involves more than Strowman. Yeah, that's one reason why Rollins name dropped him during his promo. Yeah. So we're looking at like a Drew Rollins type thing. Mm -hmm. And then I would imagine Brock, probably you can't Dean, really take maybe. Braun out of the equation quite yet. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I mean you can knows? have him. I mean that's that's been his history is just like he gets so close and then they'll they'll derail him into another But feud. we saw that with Roman too. So I, I, did, I, I, you know, between that and then, you know, I've read it elsewhere. People are speculating that that's the path they're taking creatively with Braun's creative mm -hmm. is, you know, they still put a lot of stock in someone pinning mm -hmm. Lesnar yeah. clean and that maybe they were just setting up the story. So that happens for Braun at Mania or something like that. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. yeah I mean, that could be again. No, I mean, I, I sort of said four people when you said, you know, if it's true, I know. I, I, I seriously like if this is true, mm -hmm. you know, it's like mm -hmm. who knows who these four people mm -hmm. are. It could be, you know, 
I don't know. Maybe my dad's talking to them. To oh, you insider. I don't know. It could be. He said, uh, by the way, he said uh, that uh, Mr. Robot movie where he plays uh, yeah, yeah. Freddie Mercury. Uh, he said uh, he feels like a VH1 special could have been better. Yeah, I read the Pitchfork review and it said it was like uh, a film versions of a Wikipedia entry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is what the trailer kind of looked like. When you're so lazy, you you call the movie Bohemian Rhapsody. Like, yeah, that, that's, that's a lazy how title. How does it play into the story? It's a lazy title. It kind of is. He was pretty shocked because he said that the movie. Uh, kind of uh portrays him as being uh very timid and having like insecurity problems throughout his life and he was like i never got that from him from interviews i'm like i didn't know you were such a eddie freddie mercury uh aficionado dad but i trust you <laughs> i read something about that where it said the initial i mean because initially uh sasha baron cohen was attached to play yeah freddie mercury yeah but then the story of the movie wasn't so much about freddie it was about this sounds ridiculous. The perseverance of Queen after he passed, because they still, you know, release mm -hmm. records and tour and stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, they had the the singer for Bad Company, mm -hmm. Paul Rogers. Oh, I didn't know that. Tour okay, with them yeah. for a while, even though he sounds absolutely nothing like yeah. Freddie Mercury. I kind of appreciate that, though. Yeah. You know, like Alice in Chains got a dude who sounds exactly, exactly like, like Lane Staley. I know. <laughs> um, but I, I mean, I'm reading that. I was like, that's not. I mean, I, I guess that's something but that's not the story i think most people want to see yeah no man give me freddie mercury exactly at the same time like you know when you go from and i, I love i love sasha baron Cohen. i think that would have been a fascinating choice yeah yeah um a bit more so and i like i like uh rami malik mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know but i don't know freddie mercury so it's like it's like trying to get somebody to play bowie yeah, you know? know, and I, know. I asked my dad i was like i was like did they have bowie in the movie because of under pressure and he was like they didn't even do under pressure i was like I want to know that story. Yeah, I know. There's a lot of stories I'd like to know. Right, exactly. I don't know. Not just like like you said, the Wikipedia version. Yeah, I know. Here, let's, let's, handle, let's handle some business real quick here, right. Steve. Sounds good. Before we get to the next my, story. My script here. Yeah. Uh, here we go. Before we continue, here's a word from our sponsor, 4hims.com. Hey, Larson. Yeah. Two out of three men start losing their hair by the age of 35. Did you know that? I did kind of have first-hand knowledge of that. And if you're noticing a receding hairline or a bald spot, would you rather try Odd Solutions or worse yet, do nothing? Odd Solutions, to be honest with you. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> You'd want to turn to medicine and science, Yeah, Steve. probably. With 4 you can get your hands on well-known generic equivalents to brand-name prescriptions to treat hair loss. And you can say goodbye to the snake oil pills and gas station supplements. Gas station? Really? I got to say goodbye to my gas station supplements? You can still use the ones to give you the energy, but... Not for not to treat your hair loss Fair if enough. you want to. But tell me, do you still need to waste time sitting around a waiting room just going for an awkward doctor's visit to get yourself some hymns? No? No. No? No. Hymns offers real doctors and medical grade solutions to deal with hair loss. Mm. Just go to fourhims.com, answer a few questions, and the doctor will look over your order and bam! Nice. Products are shipped directly to your door. Hey oh. And right now, Going In Raw listeners can get a trial month of hymns for only $5 right now while supplies last. Go to 4 slash G-I-R. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash G-I-R. Again, we'd like to thank 4 for sponsoring today's episode. And you're really helping out Going In Raw by going to 4 slash G-I-R. You know who could maybe use some of that 4 hymns? Uh, Braun Strowman. We're going to go back to Braun Strowman yes. now. Maybe to help his wellness. Because it seems like he's hurt. <laughs> yeah, he might be hurt. This is uh, from uh, Wrestling Observer Radio. This is an exchange between Brian Alvarez and Dave Meltzer that Steve and I will... Can I be Dave? Of course. Reenact. Transcripts again, courtesy of Cage Side Seats. You're going to be Dave uh, Brian Alvarez now. Yeah, I don't remember how, how does his voice sound. Very normal. All right, I should he's be able like to do that. normal I dude. I should be able to pull that off. All right, you ready? I, I guess I'm line. trying to be Dave Meltzer. I, I can't, I can't, like in my you'll, car... You'll hit it on from time to time. Just try, and if it doesn't work, it's fine. Here we go. You ready? Yeah. Are you channeling your inner Meltzer? I'm trying, but there's You got a good too, pump on this morning. There's too much pressure. You got a good pump on I this didn't. Morning. I just did cardio today. I didn't I didn't do I didn't get jacked. Oh man, you shouldn't you want to go do a couple push-ups? I should. I should get some resistance bands. You should. Out we should. I should I have a bunch at home. I should bring them over. All right, here we go. Remember when Raw was in Seattle and mentioned that Braun looked like he was limping down the ramp? Oh, I mentioned that the other day. Braun's knees are shot. Cannot move. And all throughout this show, he had to chase guys. I got to tell you something. I'm not going to do Melter. That was a huge mistake. He should not. They should know better than this. Mm -hmm. Braun Strowman, the second or, or third time he went out there when he was running, he couldn't. 
So for the first time when he tried to run, he was okay for a little while. I think he may have even hurt himself worse, but I knew that in Crown Jewel when he, he walked down that ramp, I could just see that it's like, oh my God, this guy's knee shot. And I'm sure that bump when he took that F5 over the top rope to the floor at 300 whatever pounds that he weighs, 380 pounds, there's no way that was a good idea. But when he was running that last time on Raw, it was barely a walk. Do not book him in anything that requires movement because it's like the whole aura was shooting right out of him. The aura of being a monster. He looked like one of those immobile dudes. It's like, that's not what you want your top guy to look like. I made that joke when we were doing our Raw recap. He looks goofy. He looks like a Benny Hill sketch when he runs. Um, cage side seats in the story, they had... Because uh, either... Oh, they, the whoever wrote this article, um, went back and watched... Braun chasing Miz and the Miz Taraj. Yeah. You know, the horror movie scene where it comes out of the garbage truck. Oh, yeah. And chases after him. Compared how he ran to this last week on Raw, and the guy said he didn't really see much of a difference. However, you notice in both of them that when he runs, he's mostly just running, moving with his hips. Yeah. He's not really bending his knees a lot. Yeah. Which could indicate, I don't know. I mean, that's been part of his thing, has been running, though. Mm -hmm. Remember the entire, like, how many times and how many more times in the house show circuit did him and Kevin Owens do that running shoulder tackle thing? Like, a ton. And then he would, like, chase. That was part of his thing is, like, he's this crazy monster who can, like, run kind of fast. And chase anybody down, yeah. And chase anybody down, and it was terrifying. But evidently, God. I mean, if you're 6'8", 380 pounds, it's going to take a toll on your on your joints, especially yeah. when you're being that physical every day, plus working out. Plus, I mean, just the, travers, the travel yeah, schedule, too. It, like, if it. you watch that Andre the Giant documentary, you hear about what kind of a toll that took on his body just in general. I'm sure yeah. the knees are included there. Yeah. So, I mean, man. if we're dealing, if, if Braun is, if both these, this sounds more like them just speculating and not really any, any sources per se, but who, who knows? Um, uh, if Braun is dealing with an injury and if he is potentially have a little bit of attitude issues, it could explain, it could explain a lot. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, getting back to the, like the locker room leader stuff that what's funny, cause like talking about obviously. So who was it? Who was it that named Finn Bray, Seth and Roman as locker? Was it Alistair black? Yeah. As locker room. Leaders? Yeah. Yeah. And that cool Facebook post. Yeah. yeah. Um, Another guy that I kind of wonder about, whenever you see him in non-character stuff, Drew McIntyre. Mm. It wouldn't surprise me at all, given what he went through especially, mm-hmm. being released mm-hmm. after being the guy that they you know kept on re- referring to as the guy who was handpicked, the chosen one. The chosen one. one, yeah. And then being released and then finding himself and coming back so strong. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me if he's the kind of guy... I could never see him saying, I'm a locker room leader. No. He's just probably the kind of guy that people go up to and you can rely on him to be that guy. Yeah. That wouldn't surprise yeah, me. Yeah. And it wouldn't be surprised. It wouldn't surprise me if that was one of the reasons among many, because Drew is money. We know that, that maybe they're grooming him to be, Could be. a top, top, top guy. Could be. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, I would not be surprised. It seems like the guys who are, for the most part, well-traveled. Yeah. Got yeah. a wealth of experience. Oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. Been all over the world and wrestled anywhere from bingo halls to WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. That you'd think those are the guys that probably have a pretty good perspective on mm-hmm. the business. Yeah, sure. The guys you'd want to go to for for advice. Yeah. You know, you're, you're, yeah. It would yeah, make perfect I could, sense. I could totally see that. I mean, Roman's not necessarily one of those guys because he hasn't been uh, on the indies, but he, he's he, he apparently gained the respect of the entire locker room nonetheless, and it could be for a variety of reasons. I do. I, I still wonder if if his fight with his was an initial with, fight oh with with cancer. the initial time I mean, game. Of, I, mean, I imagine that would have to give you incredible perspective yeah, on things. I would imagine yeah. so. You know. So, but yeah, getting back to bronze knees. Ouch. Yeah. They probably do hurt. I wouldn't be surprised. That's a lot of weight to carry around in the run that and much. They they do. He does. He does a lot. You know, mm-hmm. he does a lot. Like when you see the kind of moves that, I don't know, at some point, don't you have to say, I, yeah, I shouldn't be doing this because it's just going to kill the longevity that I have. You know, it's like, cause I'm trying to think like when he does stuff, like when he doesn't stuff in the ring, he has like, he has a drop kick, doesn't he? He doesn't do it very often, but yeah, okay, he does. he's got a drop kick. He does in the game. Yeah. Oh, maybe that's why I think about it. Cause but he's done a couple times, yeah. Yeah. 
But I don't know why he would take that F5 spot over the top rope. It's dramatic. But yeah. it doesn't yeah. make him look good. It makes Brock look good. Yeah. So, I mean, we think, I mean, was that... Well, Meltzer, I think it was Meltzer who was also said. Yeah, it was in the newsletter when he was talking about Crown Jewel. He was saying that the way that people perceived that match was not was like a 180 from what was intended. What was intended was people were supposed to focus on Braun kicking out of the F5s and the fact that he was woozy from the title shot to the head or whatever it was. I didn't watch it. I just hear that's what happened. Yeah. Um and that he that was supposed to make Braun look super strong, but everybody just saw it as that was a squash match. Holy crap. Yeah, they I just know. buried Braun. I know. Um which is kind of an interesting Well, that I mean there's a way around that. And that's to allow LeBron to get actually some offense in. Oh, there's a million ways that they probably should have done that to get the effect if that they want wanted. If you want LeBron to look strong despite an attack and a bunch of F5s, have him mount a bit of offense. Mm-hmm. In the yeah. end, though, the initial attack and the F5s are just too much. That's yeah. a story you can get behind. Instead, having him go in the ring, take a shot to the head, and then eat F5, F5s with a minimum of offense, that's just going to look like a squash man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was one shot to the head with a title. It wasn't like Baron broke a baseball bat over his head or yeah. something like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Do you know that WWE is bigger than Disney? No, and they never will be, despite what Stephanie McMahon has to say. She was speaking to the Web Summit in Lisbon, Portugal, when she said, quote, 10, 20, 30 years from now, there's no reason why we can't be as big or bigger than Disney. There's actually a lot of reasons why. Does she know what Disney is? Um, Maybe not. Now, that's a tall order, putting it mildly, especially given recent transactions. I mean, they bought Fox for like $70 billion. There's, however, there's no reason why we can't get there. Yes, there's there a lot of reasons. <laughs> you have to dream big, have big, bold goals, and go after them. Well, that's true. Um, the big lead <laughs> notes that uh, WB's market cap is about $6 billion, whereas Disney's is almost $173 billion. So if Disney uh, just burned... Disney is worth 30 times almost WWE. <laughs> but you know what? Aim high. No, I Aim agree. High. I agree. Is they that the, is that her point right here? Just you know, it is. Think if, if it's one thing, it's one thing to say, you know, we're going to aim high. We have a lot of goals. We want to hit over the next 10, 20, 30 years. We want to rival some of the larger entertainment companies yeah. in the world. Totally cool. Yeah. To say you're going to best biz- Disney. Yeah. Get out of here. Well, hold on a second now. Slow your roll a bit, okay? Let's look at these side by side. All right. You've got the Marvel Cinematic Universe yeah. versus the Marine Cinematic Universe. What's, you know? Advantage Disney. <laughs> You've got... you this. got world theme parks across the world. Uh-huh. You have WrestleMania access. <laughs> Advantage Disney. You've got... Uh, what was that Kane movie? See No Evil. See No Evil Cinematic Universe. Star Wars. <laughs> Advantage Disney. You've got the tape library of WCC. No, you've got the WWC. The, the entire run of WCW uh, Thursday Thunder. Yeah. And uh, on the other side, you've got. You have several channels dedicated to your original programming. <laughs> Advantage Disney. Uh, let's see here. There's a huge problem why WWE will ne- never even get, come close to rivaling Disney. It's, despite the size of WWE, professional wrestling, as we see with the ratings, is still a niche product. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And try as they might, I don't see any sort of period where it will even ever get close to the ratings and popularity it had during the Attitude Era. The television landscape, the entertainment landscape is so different now. There's so many other options, so many other ways to consume programming. It's just hard to imagine that ever happening. Yeah, man. Disney has Pixar. Yeah. If here's the thing, here's the thing. Pixar is probably worth more than WWE. Yeah, if I was gonna say, if Pixar left Disney somehow, some way, yeah, they would be bigger than the WWE right now. Lucasfilm, <laughs> even though Disney paid four billion for it, yeah, given the success of the movie, they've they already made. made that money back, and oh, then some, yeah. and then some. Lucasfilm by itself is probably worth more than WWE. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, I mean, it's good to, like I said, it's good to have goals and it's good, good to, to, to expand goals, and grow man. your company. Any company should want to it's expand because if you're not expanding, you're dying. Well, I mean, you know, yeah, but to, it is, is it weird that they haven't done more with their, uh, 
Or their movie studio? No, because they don't make any money off them. Yeah, but they could. You can make money off of a $10 million movie these days. Just make a good no, one. No, I know. That's how... <laughs> well, that's the thing. Make a profitable one. It's you a, know, it's not well, like that what, difficult what is it, to do. Is it Bloomhouse? Yeah. They make their movies for super cheap, and they all make a ton of money. Or a lot of them make is a ton of money. Is that like the Paranormal Activity? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hell yeah, man. So, I don't know. Part of the problem is WWE feels like they're going to have their wrestlers in their movies. That's not part of the problem. I mean, for entertainment, no. for us, it's great. The problem is they need to do. They need to double down on that. They just haven't made the right one. Are you kidding me? Do this. Spend a million dollars. Listen, this is great. Oh, my God, this is great. Spend a million dollars to get, uh, or three million, whatever he costs, Guy Ritchie to make a movie out of the WWE UK guys. Are you kidding me? WWE UK is already like lock, stock, and two smoking barrels yeah, anyways. No, the problem is Guy Ritchie's, Guy Ritchie's not a very good filmmaker. Well, tell him to make movies like he did back when I liked them. Okay. Just tell him to make lock, stock, two smoking barrels. All right. But with NXT UK. With, with Pete Dunne. Dude, you wouldn't watch that with Zach Gibson in the starring role? I would watch that. I would watch but, the shit out of it. But it's not going to, not enough people would watch it for it to make $100 million. Yeah, you're totally right about that. <laughs> you're taking, you're taking a niche product to and do making it. even more niche. I want them to do it. How much it. did Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels make at the box office? $20 A million? Lot. A lot. $20 million? Tons of money. 30 maybe? Oh, look at that. King Guivisi's. Cast that with, 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 with wrestlers. Oh, man. You're lucky if you get half that. See, look, you are profiting off this because uh, King here bought not only the video comic book, but one of those that you do profit off. There you of. go. See? You're too much. Um, Lock, Stock, Two Smoking yeah, Barrels. How much did right now? stock because I, I appreciate the goals but this doesn't seem realistic to me uh, so it cost about 1.3 million American million. and made 28 American okay. million dollars. you can expect a, a lock stock with wrestlers to make about half that that much yeah at most I wonder what the most profitable movie starring a wrestler is that's was produced by WWE, I should say. Oh. Not including, you know, something that John Cena did on his own. Was the that Rock, obviously. Halle Berry movie? Was that... Uh, was there a wrestler Was there in a wrestler that? in that one? I know they produced it. There was a Colin Farrell movie that It WWE was probably produced. the first Marine movie. Could be. Let's find out. That Colin Farrell movie that WWE produced that had uh, Wade Baird in it, uh, in a, like a supporting role. Let's see how the first Marine did. I mean, it made enough to launch a franchise. Franchise. Holy crap. Hmm. Well, it had a budget of $15 million. How much did it make? 22 eh, That's not that great. That really isn't that great. Made less than Lockstock. It great, though. Less than Lockstock. Let's see here. List of WWE. Highest grossing WWE produced films. films. Here, I'll move on to this next story. Yeah, Apparently, sure. Triple H really loves the indies. Um, Gabe Sapolsky was on PW Insider Elite earlier this week and had the following to say about Triple H's admiration mm. for independent wrestling mm -hmm. quote triple h sees real value in the indies and the independence as, as a farm league for wwe he didn't mention that that's my note um you know he recognizes where talent is coming from and you know obviously with performance center they get talent from a whole bunch of different places but he understands that the independents are an important part of that pipeline and he also understands that it's important for the independents to be strong and you know for things to be there so it's not that difficult because there is a value in Evolve for WWE and NXT. I think early, uh, elsewhere in this interview, he talked about uh, NXT talents going to Evolve. Mm -hmm, you know, yeah. We saw Street Profits win sure. their tag titles. We saw Fabian Eichner win mm -hmm. their world title. And I think in the same thing, he talked about uh, there was talk of Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch mm. going to Evolve. And, and Gabe said, what value is it for them to go to the independence for anything? They've already been there. Yeah. They've already cut their teeth in independence significantly. Um, so I wonder if part of the attitude now for Triple H is he understands the value that Performance Center can provide to developmental talents, but at the same time, there's developmental talents that didn't wrestle a ton on the indies. And maybe after having a bunch of prominent indie wrestlers come through NXT, either still being there, moving on the main roster, he starts to understand the value that that provides them mm -hmm. that the performance center just can't. Oh, sure, yeah. So maybe he's sending, for example, Street Profits. I don't know how much Angelo Dawkins wrestled on the indies, but I don't think Montez Ford really wrestled think, at all yeah, before coming to the performance did, yeah. center. So they can gain that experience. Mm -hmm. um, 
So I just wonder if, if, if now rather than just saying, okay, well, you're coming to the Performance Center to learn the WWE style. Um, you're coming to the Performance Center now to learn that plus what it's like to wrestle out on the indies. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, that could be. I mean, it's, it's diametrically opposed to what we saw in uh, my career mode this year. Where Triple H uh, just looking to literally crush an independent promotion. I know <laughs> exactly, um, but I mean, look, man, Triple funny H, thing out over there. Triple H is a smart guy, not really. Um, no, what was interesting? So apparently, Rock's first three movies, Scorpion King, uh, The Rundown, and Walking Tall, were all uh, WWE productions had a hand in it. Probably just because The Rock was yeah, there. yeah. Um, so it's probably probably one of those. Walking Tall made. Well, it profited about $11 million. Uh, the rundown... It really took Rock's movie career to really take a while to take off. Oh, my God. Wow. Jesus. The rundown was cost $85 million to make. Oh, my gosh. And it only brought in $81 million. I'm surprised it made $81 million, to be wow. honest with you. Scorpion King uh, cost... Whoa, shit. Oh, it's got to be Scorpion King. Um, production companies, WWF Entertainment and Alphaville Film. Alphaville? Why does that sound familiar? Who's That's that? the Jean-Luc Godard movie. No, I know, but I know, but yeah, I don't remember, remember whose uh, production company that is. Uh, that made a hundred million. That made one hundred and five million. So it's probably Scorpion King. Yeah, but that wasn't a movie wholly developed and produced by WWE. No, films. that was a, that was yeah. a studio movie that they got attached. Let's to. Let's see what See No Evil made. See No Evil made ten million dollars off of uh, eight million dollar budget. No, yeah, it's not that great. And so it made well, it it profited ten million. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, profited ten million. Yeah, gotcha, so gotcha. it made like nineteen million. Uh, let's see here. Wow, even Stone Cold's movie made uh, profited uh, five million. The Condemned. Mm-hmm. Uh, behind enemy. Oh, let's see wh- how much you think Mr. Kennedy's movie behind enemy oh, lines. Dear. Columbia lost uh, three hundred thousand dollars. It doesn't even say. <laughs> oh, let's see what the first twelve rounds made. It profited seven million. What the one with uh, Dolph Ziggler in it as a cop? How much did that make? Wasn't that was that twelve? No, was no, that, that was countdown or something like that. Perfect. Here we go. I get. I guarantee it's not going to say. Yeah, probably. I think that was straight to video. Yeah, dude. No, it doesn't say. Bummer. Oh, damn. We need to watch that movie. We it's do. Amazing. It does look amazing. So yeah, Triple H Independence. I think he's a smart guy. He knows what he's doing. He does. Did you see all those? Uh, like all the f- notice all those pictures of him uh, like about to go into surgery, and then after surgery, he always had his phone with him. That dude's just sitting here. Oh, right. he's doing work, man. Dead. We're going to have a takeover, War Games 2021. This is what's going to happen here. Exactly. By that time, intergender wrestling will be totally cool in WWE. So we're going to have Candice LeRae winning the NXT championship from Trent Beretta. There you go. He already has signees lined up. I know. Uh, you want to answer some questions? Why don't you go to the Twitter? I'm already on the Twitter. To, I'm already there. Mikey the... Omega, which fast food chain has the best french fries? Well, McDonald's, I think, laces theirs with crack. So well, like, it's beef fat. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. I get the advantage. It's so flipping good. Now, now the question is, what would you rather have? Because this is, well, this is a question for me. I don't, I don't know about how you feel about the curly fries. But part of me would, man, if you put McDonald's fries in front of me and then Arby's curly fries in front of me, I don't know. I got to make a big, that's a All big right. decision for me. All right. I just got to, I got to make a decision there. Uh, uh, broken ambulance in response to the gift that you put uh, for the question thread how can anyone dislike that man we've heard nothing but good things about him in the locker room he's incredibly polite and well-mannered he was one of the first people to hug Roman after his announcement is it more isn't it more likely that creative is garbage uh, I, I I would I don't I don't really equate one with the other what would his creative being garbage I mean his creative has been pretty good I don't know. What would that have to do with his attitude problems? Nah, nothing. Um, no, I don't know. I mean, here's the thing. None of us know. We're not there. Yeah. We're, you know, we hear things from people who, you know, say that people say things. Uh, and then we try to figure things out. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. Who knows if it's true? Uh, you're only, let's say this is from uh, Nicholas Combs. You're only allowed one plug for your show from the following legends. Who do you pick? Undertaker. Triple H. Ric Flair. Stone Cold Steve Austin or The Rock? So I would eliminate Flair, and you're left with four tough choices. For me, it's down to three. Okay. Taker, Stone Cold, and The Rock. No trip. 
I find it funny that you're watching Going In Raw. Doesn't do much for you, huh? No, it does, but, I mean, Taker, you, we got the shirt thing. Yeah. Granted, we got the Triple H one, but we're really running with this like a dog Oh, big thing. time, yeah. So, running it into the ground, yeah. And then Stone Cold and The Rock are just Stone Cold and The Rock. I mean, The Rock is the, I mean, Stone Cold, like my, like the top draw in history. Yeah. And my favorite wrestler ever. The Rock is literally top the movie star in the world. The biggest celebrity on the planet. You got to go with The Rock then. It's got to be The Rock. Yeah, it's got to be The Rock. But then when Rock move, here, here's the thing though. Here's the problem though. I don't think The Rock would geek, I'll put it this way. Prior to me getting the Undisputed Era intro, if you were to say, ask or pull our audience, pull the audience, who would you rather see intro going in raw? Undisputed Era or anybody here? Probably Undisputed Era. Probably. Because they, for probably two reasons. One, they probably appreciate the work. Two, they know how much we like them. There's a connection. Yeah. So it's probably Undertaker. And he'd have to say, like a dog. Yeah, maybe. But... Just imagine The Rock saying, this is The Rock. You're watching the most electrifying wrestling podcast going in raw. Yeah. Pretty good. But The Undertaker. Yeah, I know. And then if he made a Lady Jim reference or something. So that's a lot to ask of Mark oh, Calloway. Way too much. Yeah, it would probably never, wouldn't happen. I would never do it, but we have lots of brave friendos out it's there true. who might be seeing him at meetups later. Oh, gosh, that's right. That's next weekend. Oh, God. John Ortolaza, should WWE get rid of all pay-per-views except the big four and Money in the Bank? I personally think it would give the main roster so much more time to breathe and be able to put on those special events in other countries without, being it, without it being in between two pay-per-views. No, man. We need, we need revenue. Yeah. <laughs> so from our own business perspective, it'd be terrible. Um, creatively speaking, I don't know, man. I'm not sure I'd want to live back in the days when, like, you know, nothing would happen between big pay-per-views. You know, you'd, you'd mm-hmm. get your Saturday night main events here and there. Mm-hmm. But that's a whole lot of nothing. So I'm going to say no. I'm, I'm, I like having... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, monthly, monthly pay-per-views are fine. Yeah. Sean Lathrop, do TV deals even matter anymore for wrestling? Indie scenes seem to do well without them. Just look at the amount of money WWE made with their TV deal. They definitely matter still. If, yeah, if... if uh, Defy wrestling. I'll just throw Defy out there. If they got even like a tiny chunk of that WWE money, everybody from the guy starting out would be able to make a living just wrestling in Defy. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, TV money means a whole lot. Yep. Like, I'm pretty... I would imagine that the... That... Well, I'm not going to say that. Um, Let's see here. Dragon Reborn, who would you rather be if you had to fight Minoru Suzuki in the ring? The only chance you have is if you yourself were also Minoru Suzuki. Oh, interesting. Younger Minoru Suzuki. So Mm -hmm. if I were Minoru Suzuki... Um, from his days in Pancrase. Yeah, sure. Taking on Minoru Suzuki of today. Might have a good chance. Like my chances. Sure. Um, Demarcus Williams has a question about the fun W. Steve W. draft oh, coming up. Yes. Is the draft you're doing for wacky characters or non wacky characters? Anybody. Man. Somebody, Anybody. Did you see that, that monster heel that somebody put up today? Mm mm. Where is he? You didn't see this? Oh, man. He has W. Steve W. written all over him. Oh, okay. If I can find him, it's gonna be my first draft pick. Then, damn it, better not be. Shouldn't mention anything about it. I know, but look, this is my most coveted prize right now. Oh, definitely first overall if I win. Ah, I know. Was after this, what the hell? Where'd he go? Very disappointed now. So after this, maybe it was on my personal. All right. Read another question. Uh, Fisky business. Do you think the rumors about Vince's opinion of people should be always taken with a grain of salt? Braun is in the world title scene, but apparently has heat. And everyone says that Vince loves almost, but he doesn't even get to be on the Survivor Series team. Look, this is from King of Clubs, Monster Heel. Yeah, that's good. Oh, man. Except I would put so much more blood on him. Oh, of course. Every time he comes out, he'd have more, more blood. blood. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, I mean, any rumor you hear about anything going on wrestling, you should take with a grain of salt. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. What was the main question? Take the bronze up with a grain of salt. Well, anything, uh, any rumors here about Vince's opinion on people? Uh, I mean, you sort of learn to trust certain people over other certain people. You know, I mean, I think some of the dirt sheets, you know. Yeah. They, some are, they, some they are more out. truthful or accurate. I guess accurate. Yeah. Like, I'd, I'd if, if, Pro Wrestling Sheet had something, I'd believe it. Ryan Satin seems very... He seems very diligent. In terms yeah, of exactly. He, yeah. I don't think he'd put out bullshit. You know, I really don't. Um, um, 
Super Cyan God Chris. Um, if Braun really is letting his position get to his head, who should take his place as top face until he humbles? Finn, Seth, or Elias? Can we just do Finn? Yeah, Finn. Please just do Finn. Just Finn. Seth will be fine. Just do Finn. Um, uh, Charlie Rios, which retro pay-per-views should come back? And which current Halloween ones Havoc. should be? I was going to say Halloween Spin Havoc. Spin the wheel, make the deal. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Greg- Cyber Tuesday. No. Greg Moore, since you have Honor Club, would you ever consider reviewing any old Ring of Honor shows? I'd love to recommend some. My fave live show ever is Death Before Dishonor 6. It had Steen and Generico versus Motor, Motor City Machine Guns. Nigel McGuinness versus Claudio... Uh, Castagnoli. Yes. Cesaro versus Tyler Black versus uh, Brian Danielson for the title. That was probably Holy really good. crap. Death Before Dishonor 6? Yeah. I don't know if we'd ever, if we'd like review them... But I definitely want to dig into Honor Club and mm-hmm. like watch some of that old stuff. Exactly. Man. Definitely. MFKN Dave, rate Drew out of 10. If you're saying anything less than 11, you're lying. What's the largest number? Infinity. Uh, yeah. Drew Infinity, is infinite. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't even know what that means. Uh, oh, wow. The Rad Dan. I know a lot of people, including both of you, gave up on Dolph Ziggler. But in your opinion, what would it take for Dolph I haven't given up on to, become as re- to become as relevant as back in 2012 again? Well, there's too much talent for that to really happen. <laughs> so you've given up on no, him. That I means you've up given up. I think right now he's in a really good spot. So he can't come back to the same relevance he had in 2012. If you say he can, then explain why. If you say he can't, that means you've given up on him. No, I've not given up on him because it seems like an all or nothing situation. He can't. I don't really see him necessarily being a world champion ever again. However, he can still hold down a really solid spot in the mid card, and that's not a bad spot to have. You're giving up on him. I'm not giving he up. Makes on over him. a million dollars a year. He's doing just fine. Yeah, he's fine. I don't personally find anything he does particularly interesting um, as a character. I'm sure as a person, he's a lovely human being. He's a hell of an athlete. And he's had a hell of a career mm-hmm. that he should be proud of. I personally would rather see somebody else in his spot. Uh, Piggy Carnage, kayfabe reason why Braun shows up late and leaves early. And I'm not sure there's anything that can that I don't know if I, if I can bring him back to relevance for me. Um, Kayfabe reason why Braun shows up late and leaves early. Oh, it means Braun. He probably someone get tells him to stop. What you want to get these hands? <laughs> says Braun. The show's not early. I'm finished with the show. <laughs> exactly. That's what he says. I mean. Well, yeah, K-Vape reason is the easiest reason in the world. Because he's Braun and he does what he wants to do. The more interesting thing is backstage reasons why Braun Strowman shows up late and and leaves early. You can't be a locker room leader if you're doing that. No, if you're a leader, you're supposed to show up. You'll be the first one in, last one out. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Um, (laughs) Ryan Supernova. In K-Fabe. Why do wrestlers do entrances? On Wednesday, Lars was hell-bent on destroying Dream, so why did he run through his whole entrance routine? That's a good question. Well, the more, the more pertinent question there is, why do they have entrance routines? Like, it's... It's con- it, like when you th- that's one of those things. It's so comical. Yeah, you really suspend disbelief. <laughs> you know, why do you do the same exact thing every time you come down to the ring? I mean, I guess maybe in sports there's the routine, you know, aspect of things. I know I I know especially baseball players yeah, are very they're, superstitious they're of habit, yes. Yeah. Everybody's got their routine. But even, you know, in MMA there's entrances there. They make a, a big deal about true coming true. down the octagon. They got the music it's to hype yourself up, lights, and to hype up the audience for that for person. you. Yeah, it's all about showmanship, and there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. Dalton, what's the most disappointing feud of 2018? Bullet Club versus Bullet Club. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just about to say the same thing. Or bullet, the Elite versus Firing Squad. You can't just tweet your way out of a feud, man. I'm sorry, you can't. You shouldn't be. Uh, Wayne Maker uh, says hi, wankers. Best and worst of all time, big men. Best big man of all time, Diesel. Boy, don't give me a look. Is he still champion of that? I don't think so. Bummer. Big time wrestling. Best big man of all time. I think with Andre. 
Cruiser, Brock Lesnar. Cruiserweight. Best cruiserweight of all. Pff, Ray. Eddie. Well, I mean, you know, was he actually a cruiserweight? He was in WCW. Yeah, I know, but really. Uh, best woman's wrestler. Oh, wait, Dean Malenko. But no, I give it to Ray. Man, Ray. Woman's wrestler. We're only doing great. Oh, worst big man is Giant Gonzalez, right? Or Great Khali. Yeah. One of those two. Hey, Giant Gonzalez could move. Yeah, kind of. Great Khali. Man, talk about Especially it. It hurts yeah. watching him. Who is the worst cruiserweight? Wasn't Disco Inferno a cruiserweight? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Disco Inferno. Right. Best woman's wrestler. I don't know. Like, the, the Japanese scene has... Like, that we know of. Okay. I don't I'd say know. Lita. Yeah. Lita or, I don't know, probably Charlotte, to be honest with you. Um, worst woman's wrestler. Oh, probably, um, what was that GoDaddy lady? Oh, Candice Michelle. Probably. Yeah. Uh, tag team. You know, I was thinking about the other day. I kind of appreciate, like, that's one thing I appreciate about Mandy Rose, <clears throat> is that these days, if you're going to fill that type of role, like the sex symbol type thing, they make damn well sure in the first place that they have all the talent to back, mm-hmm. to, to just do, you know, to back it up basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're not just getting like, you know, just sort of an empty character. Yeah. Mandy Rose is great, man. I think she's fantastic. Yeah, she's good. Uh, best uh, tag team. Best tag team ever? Yeah. Probably the Hardys. Road Warriors. Oh, yeah. Never mind. It's the Road Warriors. Yeah, you're good. Worst. Yeah. A lot to choose from. So many to choose from. Um, the Enforcers. All right. Why does Larry Zabisco get to be an Enforcer? There's one Enforcer. Either. His name I thought he's already a living legend. <laughs> Could he be an Enforcer and a living legend? Why couldn't they can. combine their names, the Enforcing Legends? The Living Enforcers? The Legendary Enforcers. There you go. Uh, best and Worst Gimmicks. Oh, no. You know what the worst tag team of all time was? Uh, DDP and Jay Leno. Yeah. That's pretty bad. Anyways, what? Best and worst, best and worst gimmicks. Well, I mean, worst has to be the Shockmaster, right? Yeah. Like, what even there. was that? Yeah. I don't even know what that was. I mean, or the idea. Godfather. Yeah. Sex Trafficker. That was his gimmick. Best gimmick. Oh, Undertaker. Yeah. That was, it's hard man, to beat that. Absolutely. Best and worst manager. Heenan's best manager. Uh, Heenan or Jimmy Hart? <laughs> Heyman. Heyman got to be up there for best manager, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. But I'll say Heenan. Paul Ellering as well. Worst manager. Paul Ellering should actually be number one. Because he was legitimately their manager. He actually got their flights and hotels. Yep. What now? What's worst that? manager. Oh, worst manager. Who was useless? Oh, man. Can we put Ryback on worst big man? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Worst manager. Trying to think of a situation. Someone had a manager. It was just it set them back. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Boy, I don't know. All right, we'll think about that some more. Commentators, best commentator ever. JR. Yeah, it's JR. JR is the best ever. Yeah. My favorite, my favorite commentating name to this day is JR and Paul Heyman. Man, talk about like not. They weren't, they didn't let them do that long enough. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I really love that yeah. team. But right the worst there. commentator. Oh, uh, that dude who used to say uh, that his name was Jeff Harvey. What was that dude's name? Was it Mike Adamley? Yeah. Was it him? Yeah, yeah. We got this video coming up with Jeff Harvey. <laughs> Fucking who? Hardy. 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 Hardy, dude. Come on. Best under, most underrated commentary team, Matt Stryker and Vampiro. Yeah, man. That's my favorite. Anyways, that's it for the show. We'll do a post show, but it's probably not going to be live, so I don't know what we're going to do. Really kills us when we can't do stuff live. I know. Anyways, that's it for show. Thanks so much for tuning in. Go to Friendo Market. Buy my comic. I got to go to Europe. Uh oh. Anyways, that's it for show. Thanks so much for tuning in. Until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye.
Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today.